Hi guys, and welcome to Hauntedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I cannot wait to dive into this next episode. It is my belief that every city has a story to tell, and it's our job to listen. So let's see what this special city has to tell us today. Have you, have you seen that Moon River Brewing Company or whatever downtown? Um, I don't know. It's kind of... I kind of remember seeing it. I don't remember where it's at or anything like that, but I thought, that's cool. It's on um, Bay Street? I don't know. It's downtown. It's, um... Yeah, yeah, I think it's on Bay Street, yeah. Moon River Brewing Company? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've seen it. Why? I don't know. It's just always... For some reason, I always thought it was kind of cool. Well, it actually has a really cool history. No, I don't know why. Um... The building that actually houses Moon River Brewing Company was built in 1821 by Elazer Early, and it was first used as a city hotel, complete with a second-floor ballroom, and Savannah's prominent and wealthy residents would regularly gather there to share, like, in fine spirits, and those spirits were imported from all over the globe, so it was only the best. Oh, yeah, that was Hobby Nobby back in those days. Yeah, it, basically, that's what it was. Yeah, you had to be in the... And the Richie Clay. Yeah. <laughs> but the Savannah Hotel would actually host its last guest in 1864, right before Sherman claimed the city in the Battle of the American Civil War during his march to the sea. I think we talked about that a little bit in the Colonial Park episode. Yeah. And you know what I didn't, never realized? 1864? I was born in 1964. That's depressing. Civil War was 100 years before I was born. <laughs> I used to like these stories. I'm like, oh, I so much. Wow. Okay, I could have met Sherman. Jeez. <laughs> he just hung around a little longer. Come on, really? <laughs> I think he was pretty old at that point now. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. I know that year for some reason. Oh, oh gosh. God. Yeah, that was, that was a good episode of Colonial Park. I didn't know anything about any. I didn't, I didn't know there was a Colonial Park. I learned a lot. Oh, my God. I've learned a lot about the city. I always say, you need to check out where you live and stop going to all places. Well, darn, I need to check out where I live, I reckon. <laughs> okay, well, if you haven't listened to the Colonial Park Cemetery episode, you definitely should. Apparently, it's very educational. Especially this old folks has lived here our whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't want to get depressed, just don't compare it to the date of your birth, apparently. <laughs> all right, so... The building now known as Moon River Brewing Company also served as a hospital during Savannah's numerous yellow fever outbreaks. Hundreds of people, mostly children, reportedly died on the upper floors of the building during the outbreaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the building functioned as a makeshift hotel, that's where they kept the sickly was on the upper floors. So it's not surprising that child spirits are often seen in the Moon River Brewing Company. And in more recent times, the building which houses the company has been used as storage space, an office supply store, and actually then it sat vacant for almost 20 years until it was purchased in 1995 and became the Moon River Brewing Company that we all know now. That's the year you were born. This is awesome. All related to us. That's cool. Okay, I'm getting chills. <laughs> can you go, like, can you, like, tour the moon river or whatever it 
Falls, Moon River Brewing Company? Um, if you want. If you're brave enough. Okay, so it's not operational now. No, the first floor is actually a um, restaurant. Oh. So it's not technically a brewing company like they brew beer there. No. But it's very <laughs> misleading. Yeah, it is. I mean, I thought that was kind of odd to have that there. That makes much sense. It's kind of a weird place to have a brewing company. Yeah. And I actually talk about this a little later on. That's where I went um, downtown with Noah's dad's family. Mm-hmm. And we had we actually ate in there. Yeah. Cool. And um, I, cause I remember thinking, like, why are, we, why are we eating in a brewing company? Like, <laughs> don't they just, like, make beer or something? And it's actually a full-functioning, really nice restaurant. Okay, so it's a catchy name. Alright. Gotcha. Basically. Okay, so... You can really do a lot with that second story. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. They need to listen to this broadcast podcast because you know, I'm giving them good ideas. They could build up that second store and, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Maybe she could listen to this podcast and learn what they're doing with the second floors. <laughs> Alright, already. <laughs> okay. So, after it was purchased in 1995 and became Moon River Brewing Company, that's basically when all the ghost stories started. Oh, okay. Publicity? Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're pissing off ghosts. One of two. So, we're going to start in the basement. <laughs> An area in the Moon River Brewing Company that gets a lot of attention is actually the basement. Its most famous ghost at the Moon River Brewing Company is the one that the staff calls Toby. Well, duh. Of course there's a Toby. Have you ever seen a Civil War movie that didn't have a Toby? What does that have to do with the war? That error. Apparently everybody was named Toby. Says who? Civil War movies. What movies are you watching? What? (laughs) You need to get out and more. I need to get out more. You need to get in more. You need to watch more Civil War movies. There's always a Toby in them. Okay. It is. Moving on. So, the staff... I don't know if that's his real name. The staff just calls him Toby. That's probably why. Okay. Anyways. Toby is seen in the basement moving silently through the shadows and the basement does certainly have more than its share of ghostly encounters with the living many people who go on ghost tours through the moon river brewing company answer your question i'm so gonna go on one of those ghost tours have fun and we'll see at the end of this podcast if she still feels the same way well that'd be a nice little plot twist so many people who go on the ghost tours through moon river brewing company make a stop in the basement And this person says that they were on one a few months back when a young girl started to panic. And she claimed that her right hand and the whole, like, right side of her body became icy cold very quick. Like, she said she could hear voices but couldn't make out what they were saying. And they ended up having to take her outside, at which point the experience completely ended. That's a panic attack. A panic attack that makes one side of your body go icy cold. She had her ghost story. Girl, she tried to get attention. I don't know. Was it caused by a ghost? Many have reported having feelings very similar to this while in the basement of the Moon River Brewing Company. See, now you're going to freak me out if I go in there. I'll be thinking, ooh, what's going to go numb? 
Don't be freaking out. Not numb, cold. Cold. Well, things get numb, they get cold. Oh, brother. So, it kind of makes sense that there's a lot of activity here because Moon River has seen its fair share of violence throughout history. During the spring of 1832, a feud broke out between a rather undesirable local named James Stark and the city physician, Dr. Philip Minnies. Things escalated that August, so from the beginning of spring to August of that year, like they they were constantly feuding. And finally in August, it just kind of came to a head and it happened at the city hotel. Stark was drinking heavily and spewing disparaging remarks against the doctor and the doctor walked into a bar and that sounds like the beginning of a really bad joke. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> the doctor walked into the bar. Okay. Yeah, but somehow I had a duck in that joke. Go ahead. A duck? I don't know. Maybe I watched too many cartoons. Okay. So, Dr. Minus walks into the bar and he sees Stark and he shoots him. Oh, dang go. Later, Dr. Minus said he saw Stark reach for a gun first, and he went to trial for the murder, but the jury quickly acquitted him. They were happy to see Stark gone, and, well, every town needs a good doctor. Exactly. I knew that. Another instance of extreme violence took place in November of 1860. Mr. James Sinclair almost met his death at the city hotel. A res- he was a resident of New York City. And he was headed down to Savannah in the hopes of finding work. Well, at this point, you know, the whole war's afoot kind of thing. And, you know, a Yankee from the city coming down to Savannah. Well, he does just that, though. And locals don't react kindly to the presence of a Yankee in their hotel. And they no, mm -mm. and they actually pressured Sinclair to leave. When he refused, he was drawn out of the hotel by a lynch mob, stripped and beaten close to death. Dang people! I know. That's a lot just for like the bottom floor. I mean, like that's just the basement, like the first floor. We still have like two floors. So the billiard room in the upper floors is what we're going to talk about next. Okay. Since opening, the staff and customers of the Moon River Brewery have encountered many unexplained and sometimes violent occurrences. Accounts include bottles being thrown by unseen forces and people being touched, pushed, and even slapped by invisible spirits. Piss that spirit off. (laughs) One prominent ghost figure who is also in the billiard room as well as the basement is Toby. He's popular. And Toby's actually been known to push, like, Bar patrons and staff. Hmm. Also, this glowing white apparition has reportedly been seen on the restaurant's upper floors and is believed to be the spirit of a hotel worker who died there in the late 1800s. In the 1990s, during an attempt to renovate the third floor, the foreman of, like, you know, the foreman of the Mm -hmm. construction site, his wife was violently pushed down the staircase. Locals say he gave his resignation on the spot, and to this day, the upper floors remain in decay. Hmm. Guess he didn't pay somebody to push her. That was my first thought. What was? <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, a ghost pushed her down and killed her. But I'll collect the insurance anyway. So, you know, apparently it wasn't that, because he quit. But, you know, my first thought. 
<laughs> when, when, you, when you first read the first little part, that was my first thought. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. But I'm so curious as to who or what this glowing white apparition is. So, you know me. I couldn't let it go. I had to do some digging. And it's not Toby. No, it's not Toby. I'm getting real attached to Toby. Multiple outlets speak of this lady in white, but they don't give any information about her. The best I could find that seemed as if it might be a fit is the a story that says she's known to cause trouble in the upper floors. But I'm still curious as to who or what this glowing white apparition is. So, you know, I couldn't let it go. I had to do some more digging. And multiple outlets actually speak of the lady in white, but they don't give any information about her. The best I could find that seemed as if it might be her since she said to cause trouble on the upper floors was the story of a noted ghost of an unnamed woman. The story was that she stole from a man and he retaliated by pushing her down the stairs to the first floor bar. Her figure has been reported reliving that fatal fall over and over. Poor thing. Her neck even twisted 360 degrees before her phantom body dissipates in front of horrid witnesses nowadays yeah i mean a chick over there looking like an owl that would really freak you out Mm. creepy but what's even creepier well ghosts here they like to give the living a scare for sure but the creepiness is only beginning okay so the encounters with these spirits are even more chilling for me personally i found some I found some stories from tour guides who work slash worked for Savannah walking tours. And I'm literally just going to read their experiences straight to you because I couldn't make it up if I tried. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out what it's about. <laughs> it's, some of them are downright horrifying. Hmm. So, on a cold evening, a man on a tour expressed to the tour guide his disbelief in all things supernatural. He even complained that his wife had cajoled him into taking a ghost tour. And he chose this particular tour because he could at least have a beer while his wife listened to the stories. Hmm, sounds like a sweet pal. <laughs> yeah, I know. After the story that the um, tour guide tells in the upstairs part of the Moon River Brewing Company had concluded... He said they were walking back down the stairs to the first level and this gentleman was like right in front of him as they were descending and suddenly his hand like slapped to the side of his neck and he whirled around to look at the tour guide but he later admitted that he had no reason for the bizarre behavior like he claimed to have felt the hand on his neck which grabbed his scarf and he thought at first that it was the tour guy like reaching down and grabbing him like trying to play a joke because he was a disbeliever kind of thing okay. or you know perhaps picking on him for openly stating that and probably in front of the entire tour group and so when he turned around he suddenly realized that the tour guide had his hands full and was like eight feet behind him he deserved that it's being a butt that's true that's true i mean i have to admit that i would go in very very skeptical but you know, I, I even as a Christian, knowing everything and knowing what happens when you die, what happens to your spirit, <clears throat> knowing that 
you know, I know all that. I mean, the Bible plainly states what happens, and I believe that. <coughs> but, um, there's just some things that happen that have to be supernatural. There are one million percent angels and demons that, that live among us, that walk among us every day. And, you know, coincidental, real, whatever, that it coincides with these cases of what happened to these people. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk in there and go, do you know I'm a Christian? I don't believe in you crap, but I really wanted to go to it because I think they're really cool. No. Because it's, it's not that I believe in ghosts or I don't believe in ghosts. It's that I ain't stupid enough to flat tell the ghosts I don't believe in them. I also, like, I don't know, I feel like I would kind of go in there just a little on edge. And I think that's one reason some people are so affected by it. You know, possibly. I mean, you know, it's like, girl, ain't nothing happened to you. But then other times it's like, I can't really explain that. Or I saw it's one of those things like it has to happen to me for me to be able to say I fully believe in it. Well, I mean, you're on tour, a, a ghost tour with this dude, and he feels like something slaps him on the neck. He grabs his neck, and then when you get back in a lighter, more lighted area or whatever, you go, oh, dang dog, he got a red mark on his neck. You can't deny that stuff. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> so you can't sit there and swear up and down that, no, ghosts don't exist. And da -da -da -da. Yeah, they do. Good and bad. And stuff like that's happened a lot in Savannah. Yeah, I mean, grant you, I am a, a bewitch, I dream of genie charm, supernatural kind of person, but I like that stuff. I'm fascinated by that stuff. Mm -hmm. But some of it, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, you can't explain that away. Yeah. Or, you know. Talk. Well. I go in the skeptical, but not unbelieving. Is that what I'd be doing? <coughs> it doesn't in here, though. On another tour, yet another man joked that his wife was on the tour for the spirits, and he was just here for the beer. Well. <clears throat> These alcoholic men need to get their crap straight. <laughs> Once they ascended to the second floor of Moon River, however, he began, like, twisting and gyrating like he'd walked into a spider web and quickly left the tour group to head back downstairs. Chicken. The tour guide said he simply, like, assumed that he was in need of another drink. <clears throat> and after walking outside, his wife found him on the sidewalk in front of the pub next door, silently weeping. After much prodding from his wife to tell us what happened, he finally admitted to the group that something unseen had grabbed him by the neck and the head and the shoulders and would not let go. He had to physically leave the space to escape whatever had been assaulting him. And he actually looked at the tour guide and said, I thought these stories were just made up. You need to warn people. Duh, what do you think they do? They tell you on a freaking ghost tour. Ghost tour. Duh. I mean, they. I've been on ghost tours. They do warn you things can happen. People swear things happen, so legally, they're going to have to tell you, okay, look, you can believe it or not, but I'm going to tell you that some people swear things happen to them. They have to say, I want to exactly. go on ghost tours to see how it is. But I mean, seriously. I guess we're warning everyone for them, though. There you go. 
you're welcome. And not only that, if your dirt is just there for the beer, you might be the one they get. All right. So as if we aren't creeped out enough, as always, there's more. Another tour guide, this time I actually found his name. His name is Carl. And Carl said that he has always had his fair share of experiences too. He's experienced like a choking sensation when telling a tale on the second level and also claimed to have once felt a sensation like someone pouring ice cold water down his back. Okay. Okay, do we not find it odd that the choking sensations and all of the neck stuff keeps happening on the second floor? Yeah, everybody <coughs> kept being thrown down the stairs and breaking their neck. Ne yeah. Yeah. So, after that, yet another happening to this poor guy occurred when he was leaving the upper area with his group one evening. He heard someone's footsteps walking in the central hallway behind him. Thinking that he had missed a member of his tour group, he went back to find him. The footsteps were indeed walking in the hallway, but there was no one there. He said that it sounded like they walked right past him, and he felt a chill, and he got the heck out of there. Okay. Marauder's map here. <laughs> yeah. Talk about making a new back door. But honestly, nothing we've talked about so far can even compare to this next story. This poor guy. This is the creepiest to me. <clears throat> all right so finally the creepiest story is again with carl and this time he has this girl approach him her name's Lindsay, and she is actually a really good friend of him So, finally, the creepiest story to me, anyways, is when Carl takes his friend Lindsay's grandma down for a tour. Lindsay actually approached him as he began his tour at the Moon River because her elderly grandmother wanted to take his tour, but the entire tour was just too much walking for her. Yeah. Even at less than a mile traversed in two hours, it was just a lot for her. She... But it also said that it was because, like, it was due to a slight disability, but, you know, it didn't yeah. really go into specifics. But, anyways, Lindsay's grandma just loved ghost stories and very much wanted to hear a tale or two. And she asked what if it would be okay if her grandmother was around just for one story. Naturally, he agreed. So, he says he takes her sweet-natured grandmother by the arm and leads her along with, my, like, with his tour group and up to the second floor. Near the end of the story... He moves the group to the central hallway to show off a bit of the architecture, and that's when it happened. Lindsay's grandma flinched so hard that this guy thought both of her feet were literally going to come off the ground, and she immediately reached down and began rubbing her right forearm. And he was, you know, concerned for her well-being and asked if she was okay, and she said, or he said that she nodded and continued to rub her arm as the tour continued. 
As soon as he got the group back downstairs, Lindsay kind of conferred with her grandma and walked over. And she goes, Grandma says somebody slapped her on the arm while listening to your story. She says there was no one around her when it happened, but that is impossible. Did you see who did it? So, obviously, notably, Lindsay was pissed. (laughs) Yeah. And he told his friend that there was no possible way anyone could have slapped her. Since, you know, I'm looking right at her grandma for the entire of the story. Like, the entirety of the story, grandma was right there beside the tour guide. There's no way anyone could have slapped her. So, where'd it go? Luckily, I haven't cut this out. He did confirm, though, that he saw her practically jump out of her skin at one point while he was talking, but absolutely no one was around her when it happened. Mm. So, upon examination, the elderly woman did indeed have a red mark on her right forearm resembling a slap mark. Icky, I told you. Her grandma continued to insist that she hadn't hit her arm on anything. Someone had slapped her. Like, she was adamant. Someone had slapped her. Mm-hmm. The next day, he gets a phone call from Lindsay, and she noticed that morning when her grandma woke up that she had a deep bruise on her arm. Lord bless. And it was extremely odd because the mark was on her right arm, and the bruise was in the shape of a right handprint. There was no way that her grandmother could have done this to herself at all. I mean, your right arm, your right handprint, that's impossible. Yeah. So, <laughs> Lindsay then says that she's officially scared to go back to Moon River. That's creepy. I mean, I think I'd be scared, too, though. Like, what kind of ghost picks on Grandma? For real. Mean old ghost? Okay. I mean, I mean, and that was a slapping. To leave a bruise? I mean, you know, Grandma's kind of old. They do bruise easy. That's but, true. But still, you got to slap pretty good, even with Grandma, to bruise them like that. Yeah. What kind of spirit has that power? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, like I said. It has I, to be a very angry spirit. But how these spirits, ghosts, appar- appar- what you call them? Apparitions. Apparitions. All the, how do they get the physical enough form to slap people, to touch people? I can see vaguely touching somebody because that can almost even be like a whisper or, or a move through. But how how do they get the physical form it would take to do something like this or, you know? I would think it would use a lot of energy. And yeah. it would probably be something they had to practice for a few hundred years. They had time. But, I mean, I would assume some some kind of something has to be building up inside them enough to have them force all their energy into something. I mean, these are apparently violent spirits, so maybe they're yeah, full I mean, of anger. Yeah. And rage. I've been thrown downstairs and my neck broke. Um, and that's how I died, and the whole town saw me in their partying, and I'm laying there dead. Yeah. Or I was hung on the second floor, or whatever. It pissed me off, too. So, maybe that's just it. Maybe they're just that vengeful. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're just that mad. And like I said, for a couple of hundred years, it's like, don't, don't, 
come up in here where I done died. I'm not feeling good about it anyway. And you people coming up here to a darn tour. And I didn't feel like messing with y'all's little live butts when I'm dead. And I was wrongly killed. Come up here and let me slap you. You know. And it could just be, too, that they don't like uh, the tour. People or the tours, maybe they're... The invasion of the tours, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe it feels disrespectful to them. Ew, never thought about it that way. I mean, you know, like when you go to a cemetery, you try not to step on people. Mm-hmm. And they're not in there. It's no big deal. They're not in there. But maybe, maybe, yeah. If somebody, if somebody's spirit is at somewhere. That's different than the yeah. Yeah, it's different burial. than standing, stepping on a grave where they're not. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Soul does leave the body, but maybe some don't move on. That's interesting. Like I said, the Bible flat says. You you go to your final resting place. When you die, immediately your soul is with God in heaven, if you're a Christian. Uh, don't really mention the other folks. Does but, it say um, when did they automatically go to hell, or do they get like a it doesn't, free pass? I, I, might need, I might need to actually pick up my Bible a little more, because I don't know. I know that's what it says about Christians, because... I mean, what if the, what if the, yeah. the stories about like people with vendettas staying around, what if that's true? I don't think it is. I mean, I really don't. Um, but like I said, I know there are demons and angels that walk among us at all times. I don't know. Maybe the demons think it's funny. I don't know. It's not They've these... got to be pretty bored. Well, I would be. I mean, they're constantly trying to make us do things that we know we're not supposed to do. And that's their purpose in eternity. Is Well, what's the purpose of like slapping grandma? Yeah. She was just taking a tour for the fun of it. Mischievous, mischievous demon. Nothing else to do right now. Waiting for everybody to get drunk downstairs at the bar so she's messing around with people on the tour. I don't know. You popped the crap out of poor grandma, though. <laughs> I mean, no need in hitting grandma that hard. You can't yeah. break her arm. I'm, I'm, I'm having a little trouble picking up what you're putting down here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, um, the malvolient spirit just makes more sense. But maybe they are made more powerful because of demonic horses. Didn't it? Possibly. It, I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, it does. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. Definitely something to look into. Definitely. Because like I said, I mean, I can flat show you in the Bible what happens to a Christian spirit. It does Because that's a comfort that everybody else. gives you when your family members pass away. But um, I don't know. I mean, because you really don't want to be at somebody's funeral and go, yeah, you know, she she was a sinner, and I'm pretty sure she went to hell. She ain't never said about God. So here's what happens to her when she dies. So they don't really say that at funerals. You know, mm-hmm. they always still try to make you feel pretty good about it. <clears throat> so. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know, but although I've actually had dinner here before, I even, like, knew the history of this place. I mean, I'm talking, like, a good four or five years before we'd even be sitting here having this conversation. Something tells me I doubt I'm going to be going back. I guess you can call me the scared skeptic, or maybe I'm a little less skeptic and a lot more scared. So you're not going to go downtown Savannah anymore? Because the whole place is creeped up with this stuff. I said I'm not going to go to Moon River. <laughs> well, there's a ghost somewhere I'm smart else. enough to learn where these people are. <laughs> Take notes. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back. <laughs> Not a Moon River. I've been there once. Yep. I could, I could say that I've been there. 
I just might not know what was going on behind <laughs> closed doors and up creepy flights of stairs, but okay. I've been there and I'm not going back. Okie dokie. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Hauntedology. It means the world to me. I write these shows and edit them myself. So I really appreciate all of your support. And I cannot wait until next week's episode. Thank you guys so much for being the best.